0: Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Luke Holloway, editor of The Journal. In this episode, I'll be talking to Will Hardy and Arthur Niemczewski. this episode of the podcast, we're talking about understanding cyber risk. We're joined by Will Hardy, MGM Portfolio Manager at Blenheim Underwriting and member of the New Generation Program Underwriting Group. And Arthur Niemczewski, Board Member for the Chartered Insurance Institute and Engagement Board Member for London Market and Global Specialty with more than 25 years experience in the insurance profession. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And here's my conversation with William and Arthur. Hello, William, and hello, Arthur, and thank you very much for joining us today on CII Radio. Hi,
1: Luke. Thanks for having me on. Hi, Luke. Delighted to be with you. Fantastic. Very, very pleased
0: to have you both with us today. So, William, if we could perhaps begin with you. Now, cyber risk has existed for for some years now. It's something that all businesses are aware of as a threat,
2: and that includes insurers. But what does cyber risk look like in 2021? So I think that you're right that cyber risk is nothing really new to anyone, really. But I think the the main thing that everyone needs to be aware of is that any organization, kind of regardless of their size or scale, could be at risk from any form of cyber attack. So you see things like ransomware, malware, phishing, any kind of cyber attack. And there seems to be a kind of generalized opinion that cyber risk is only a concern for larger international corporations that hold hundreds of thousands of their customers' data. But this just isn't the case. Any company that stores personal data is exposed to the risk. And also, you know, following on from the COVID pandemic, where we're kind of coming out of this lockdown and it's more of a hybrid workspace. The kind of increasingly digitized workplace has left companies more vulnerable to the less sophisticated forms of cyber attack, such as phishing, due to the volume of digital communication. And I think that companies in general are a little behind when addressing these vulnerabilities as they're still adapting to a hybrid workforce split between the office and home. And Arthur, what are your thoughts on
0: what cyber risk looks like in 2021? What risks do cyber attacks pose to businesses and insurers? I, th-
1: I think it's a class of business which is growing exponentially. You know, some 10, 20 years ago, it was a subclass of uh, liability. But now it's growing in importance to such an effect that that it's becoming one of the key Insurance classes that we have to pay attention to. So in terms of the risks, if you think about it, you know, five years ago, we worried about data breaches, data loss. Ransomware wasn't even in a dictionary. Now it's Colonial Pipeline, uh, JBS packing, Irish Health Service, right? So we think we've done and then a year ago we now hear about the supply chain attacks right so your uh, solar winds attack the casea which calls the swedish co-op to to go pear shape so it's an arms race, okay? It's an arms race. So every time we think, you know, we are a step ahead of the hackers, the hackers are a step ahead of us. So it will only grow. Um, just to quote a couple of statistics the global spend on cybersecurity is $120 billion, yet global premiums, insurance premiums, are only $8 billion. So I see that being increasingly important, class of business, and only growing in the years ahead.
0: Absolutely. So it's certainly a risk that is growing and, and evolving and changing all the time. Arthur, you are a member of the Chartered Insurance Institute Board. Can you tell us about any of the work that the board are doing focusing on cyber risk?
1: So I would like to, thank you, I'd like to draw our listeners' attention to a recent conference shaping the future of insurance, which was chaired by the president of the CII, Julie Page, CEO of Aeon UK. And Julie used this expression of Four Horsemen of an Apocalypse, sort of sort of the four biggest risks that are really facing the society. And cyber was one of those four biggest risks that Julie elicited. So again, I would refer our listeners to that excellent conference. Um, so it's very much on our agenda, both in terms of unmet needs, as well as uh, professional education.
0: Yes, that was certainly a particularly interesting conference that the CII held in June, and is available on demand as well about kind of innovative solutions to, to emerging risks. William, if we could bring you back in um, the New Generation Underwriting Group of which you are a part of for 2020 and 2021, you surveyed insurance professionals on their knowledge of cyber risks, didn't you? Can you tell us about the survey? What did you ask and what, what did you find
2: out? So, as a group, we kind of set an objective for ourselves of establishing. How the industry could avoid a potential mis-selling of cyber insurance products and therefore ensure we don't lose the public trust regarding the industry's knowledge of cyber risk and our initial hypothesis was that there is a knowledge gap across the industry when it comes to cyber policies and cyber risk and that better more accessible education around the matter would be required and when it came to sending out our survey and analyzing the results we found that our policies were correct so Only 16% of respondents to our survey assessed their knowledge of cyber risk as good or excellent, and over 50% said that their knowledge was either minimal or non-existent. So from this, it's clear that the first part of our assumption that there is a knowledge gap was correct. And then furthermore, almost 60% of respondents stated that they had no specific training on cyber risks, but not over 90% said they would be interested in learning more, with online training courses and webinars being the most popular training aids identified.
0: So, um, Will, yes, you said that you expected, you know, those results and that feedback in some regards. Were you surprised by some of the answers and, and kind of, was it a worrying thing to see that the size of the knowledge gap?
2: I think uh, we expected it to a degree in terms of, you know, from our own, there was 10 of us in the in the underwriting group. And I think of us, only one of, one of us had had specific cyber insurance training and that was all done in-house. So I think... We were surprised, but there, I think there is a knowledge, uh, there is a gap that the CII could potentially fill in terms of a more holistic kind of training course. Absolutely, and,
0: and Arthur, when you hear um, about the results of the New Gen Group survey, what, what are your thoughts on that? Are you surprised by the the feedback?
1: <laughs> I will be honest I was surprised because I know I think uh, will you mentioned in-house I was actually my my straw poll was straw poll was perhaps there's there's lots more in-house training I know for example some of the large brokers have excellent in-house trainings and you know a number of Cyber underwriters, cyber brokers I mean are absolutely excellent in terms of their knowledge, uh, latest developments and tools available. So I know we don't have a sort of a market wide solution, but I thought the status of the sort of in-house training and solution was was uh, more prevalent uh, than, than will you found in your research.
0: And Will, um, what recommendations have the group made as a result of the, the survey?
1: Yes, yeah, so
2: I think the first recommendation we would make is that the CII investigate providing online, more modular forms of training on cyber insurance and risk. This has been found to be far more accessible, and we believe that take-up would be much greater than, than any alternative method. Additionally, I think the CII could probably consider a dedicated cyber insur- insurance module, potentially as part of a diploma qualification. In our survey, we found that the demand for, for a dedicated module increased with the level of qualification of our respondents. So it makes sense to introduce this module at a relatively high level rather than you know, as part of a foundation insurance test or the uh, certificate in insurance. And then finally, I think potentially most importantly, considering what Arthur's saying about more you know, the, the prevalence of in-house training, is that we recommend distributing our survey to all registered members of the CII in order to verify our results on a much larger scale. Absolutely.
0: And, and Arthur, um, obviously, we've touched on a couple of times the fact that there is this, this gap in knowledge um, when it comes to cyber risk in insurance. What information or learning materials would you say are currently available to insurers that might help them fill that knowledge gap?
1: Yes, so so it's it's not completely bare. I think there are good resources available, but but I do admit that one has to search a little bit. Um, so probably in the order of sort of easiest to most advanced. So I would recommend that our members look at the list of CPD courses. Uh, you remember those are done by local institutes, uh, but accessible online to everyone. In particular, Insurance Institute of London has a cyber. Cyber Lecture Committee, uh, of which I'm a member. Um, so there's some excellent lectures. Uh, the one, the good one to start, Easy to Remember the Future of Cyber Defense by Alistair Sparrow. Then beyond that, a society of underwriting professionals, again, open to everyone, has a very good guide. <laughs> Uh, called Cyber Good Practice. Again, easy to find society of underwriting professionals. Then beyond that, it gets a little bit tricky. Um, We, uh, CII has a product. This is not available to individuals, but to employers called Insurance Assess, which has an excellent cyber module, but the way to, to access it is, so say the company where I was a chief executive previously, we bought Insurance Assess and it's as an internet available to all the employees within our company. And that has an excellent cyber module, which is, uh, which is essentially designed for self learning. But I do admit this is not part of the cur- curriculum. This is more, much more part of sort of assisting employers in their training their staff. So again, CPD courses, uh, Society of Underwriting Professionals. And for those of you who have access to insurance assess, that's an excellent resource.
0: Fantastic, and uh, and Will also from you um, in terms of the the new generation underwriting group or any further work that you've been involved with. Uh, where would you direct people to find out more about that, or what can we expect um, in the kind of coming months from from your group?
2: Sure. So I would second what Arthur said about the CPD modules on the CIR website. I had to look through some of those, and there are some really good webinars and lectures on cyber particularly around the issue of silent cyber in the London market. I I watched a really good webinar on that earlier today, actually. Also, the larger reinsurance and brokers pretty much all produce annual cyber risk reports, and they're very comprehensive from a market perspective, so I think they're always a really good resource. And kind of where the new gen, I think, could help out the CIO in the future, we will just continue to assist, particularly with the redistribution of the survey if necessary, and the development of any online training if, if it's found to be right way of going about it. And Arthur, um, how is the Chartered Insurance Institute supporting
0: members in terms of those who want to learn about cyber risk?
1: So this is very much, look, this is very much on our agenda. And this is actually part of a much broader uh, review of the curriculum, the sort of your readers, the readers of the journal will know that the CII is working on a new professional map. There's a a very good article in the latest edition of the journal. And we are essentially thinking, how do we revise the curriculum to respond to the sort of being, you know, in the third decade of the 21st century, any particular digital skills, right? So we are, I know, William, thank you for bringing to our attention. We are working on a cyber module to become part of a curriculum. It's at a very early stage of the planning stage, but if you watch this stage, we'll probably launch a pilot in not too distant future. Um, I will use um, as an example, use a, a sort of completely different area, but we just recently launched as a CIO, we launched a module in data science and AI. Uh, which is currently going for the pilot stage and that has had a fantastic take up and is definitely a skill that every insurance professional needs. And that is a blueprint for how we're thinking about cyber insurance modules. So I think for our listeners, listeners watch this space. It's definitely on the agenda and it's coming.
0: Excellent. And, and Arthur, perhaps if I could just finish with you, we, we began the podcast talking about how, you know, cyber risk has evolved and changed so much since it, we first became aware of it in businesses and, and with the internet and with insurance online. I know it's difficult to predict the future, but how do you see the next kind of five to 10 years? How do you see cyber threats evolving? And, and what do insurers need to do, do you think, um, to, to prepare and respond
1: I would say, I use this term arms race, right? And that arms race will only continue and escalate. So we don't know what, you know, like I mentioned, we didn't expect the sort of the supply chain attacks. So we don't really expect what the future threats are going to be And we don't really know what's the size of a true cyber catastrophe. We only know it's going to be—it's—it's potentially massive, and it's uh, cross borders, and it's um, cross supply chains. You know, it'd be just scary. So, what what we probably want to do as a profession, we want to constantly. Be on the front foot, constantly educate ourselves, and work with within the profession, with the governments, with the cybersecurity providers, to reduce that risk to a manageable level. And of course, use insurance as one of the um, means of of transferring this risk. In particular, this is this is a slightly different class of business from your traditional, say, property or casualty, where risk management plays probably even greater role that as than insurance itself and risk transfers. So the role is not only the one for underwriters. There's a big role for brokers to educate themselves and be able to understand what are the latest developments in, in cybersecurity to be advised their clients. Uh, the role for underwriters, what are the tools available? And very importantly, claims professionals. Again, this, this is a different class of business where you're not only talking about I pay compensation, the incident response is perhaps, you know, the strongest tool in the arsenal of, of us as insurance professionals. So knowing, you know, which were good cybersecurity firms, what's the latest advancement in incident response in sort of immediate reaction to incidents or to emerging threats, is certainly those kind of um, systemic attacks. you know if you know of a systemic attack evolving say solar winds, you can immediately reach out to your customers, protect your customers. so so it's a very sophisticated class of insurance business which is not only about insurance about risk management and understanding emerging threats. and and frankly you know I'll repeat the point that William made CPD and being constantly educating oneself.
0: Excellent. Well, it is certainly a fascinating subject and very important that insurance professionals engage with cyber risk. And we'll certainly encourage our our listeners and our members to to engage with the resources you've you've mentioned today. So all that remains is for me to thank you, Will and Arthur, for joining us on CII Radio. Uh, It's been a pleasure to speak with you both today. Thanks, Luke. Look, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Uh, If you'd like to find out more, you can visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at CII Group. So until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening to CII Radio.